Hey guys, I'm Ashley Graham, and this is Pretty Big Deal. All right, as always, this episode is sponsored by my go-to for all things makeup, Revlon. Every episode, I'm gonna be having in-depth and personal conversations with some of my favorite people on how they walk the walk of self-talk. We'll find out about their pretty big deal moment. Absolutely nothing is off limits, so get ready. I am twice as excited this week because my guests are two beautiful, badass women. And you might know them from their run in the WWE where they won gold as individuals and as a tag team. But since then, the twins have branched out and bossed up in the world of reality TV with their hit E-series, Total Bellas. This year, they released their memoirs, Incomparable, and it was an instant New York Times bestseller. They're also moms, entrepreneurs, podcasters, and a whole lot more. Nikki and Brie Bella, the Bella Twins. Hey, can you hear us? Yay! Oh my God, you guys look like little snow bunnies. I know, it is so cold where we're at right now. Where are you? We're in Napa Valley. Oh, yeah. And we're, it's like 60 something and we're like shivering. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You guys are so cute. I feel like I need entrance music playing for when you guys come in. Oh yeah. Right? Aren't you guys used to that now? Yeah. Yeah. Every time I watched you guys coming on to, into the ring, I was like kind of shaking my tits too. Like it's just, it's just something that happens. It's that woman thing. (laughs) It's like the go-to. It's crazy. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So obviously you guys have a lot going on and I have so much to talk to you guys about between being new mommies and also you've got your families, the e-show, your fans, your entrepreneurs. I mean, there's a lot, but just for my viewers and also for myself a little bit, I just want to kind of back up and talk about wrestling in general Yeah. Mm -hmm. because- how the hell do you get into wrestling? (laughs) That's not something that my mom and dad were ever like, hey, we're going to put you into wrestling because I played basketball, soccer, volleyball, softball, very sports focused, but it was never, wrestling was never an option. How did that happen? Yeah. You know, it's crazy because did you ever watch Glow on Netflix? Yes, I did. Okay. So at our time, WWE was doing a diva search where they were on a search for females to make them into wrestlers. Right. So kind of that glow fill. And Nikki and I, you know, we grew up playing soccer. We were athletes and we also loved to dress up as a Spice Girls and do these (laughs) lip sync performances for my parents and all their friends during the boxing matches. Right. So we always were drawn to entertainment. And when we came across WWE, we realized, whoa, this is the mix of entertainment and being athletes. And we just felt like it was our calling. So we saw Diva Search. They were on a search for female wrestlers. (laughs) And we went because we realized that they never had twins. And it's actually funny because Diva Search, we didn't make it. They were like, nope, you're not what we want. Well, and Brie brought it to my attention. So I was training to play pro ball in Italy, soccer. So we both were big time soccer players. And then I, after school, I kept going. So when Brie brought it to me, I was like, what? Like, no, absolutely you not. And then I watched. Yeah. And then it was like, I watched it and then I felt like Brie, like, wait, we can be characters and kick ass. This is really cool. And then she convinced me to do this diva search. 
And we literally showed up, thought we were going to fight people because I was like, oh, I guess we're just going mean, to fight today. We showed up in kicks, tank tops where we put Jeans. names, Breezy for Sheezy, Nicole for show. Yeah. Like we were ready to fight. And we show up and it's all these girls. They're like, where's your bikinis? Where's this? High I was like, I wanted to kill her. I was like, would you get me into? And then they didn't want us. Talk about being rejected in a bikini. Like yeah. we we're just such tomboys. I was like, what the sex? We actually look back at pictures and we didn't even really do our makeup or hair. Actually, we kind of look like how I look right now. Yeah. <laughs> we like beautiful, air- AKA beautiful for anybody who's not watching the video and you're just listening at home. They're both <laughs> glowing. I did wear the slip because of the two of you, by the way. Oh, oh I, like- I love it. Yeah. You look it's beautiful. So Thank yeah. you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine. First of all, the nip slips I probably have happened. Oh. And also what kind of primer are you guys putting on your face that your makeup doesn't move because BB creams it's just about the BB cream that's it we would mainly use BB creams because BB creams like Jane Erdell it was sweat proof yeah because sometimes girls would wear the heavy makeup especially like we were in the era where there was no high definition and I remember being sat down and they're like hey, we're going to HD. And we're like, what's HD? And then when we all saw ourselves on TV the first time, we're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. <laughs> They're going to see everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so you would have to wear this HD makeup, but we actually really sweat. So we would do a lot of BB creams and that really helped. I still but actually wear the BB creams. I will say there was definitely a lot of times we'd come back from matches, missing eyelashes oh. or like makeup smeared. I'll never forget this one shot where I just beat up a girl, like my main character. I was a bad girl. And I'm like walking back, like with my arms up, being really cocky and my red lipstick smeared. Yeah. I look like a clown. Like a, yeah, like an angry clown. An angry clown. Like, oh, the God. worst is like if, when you would be in a hold and like your eyelash is like falling off. And then, you know, the feeling when mascara gets in your eye with sweat. Yes. And, it and looks so like you're like, crying. oh, no, I can't see it. And like pouring and I'm just trying to get like the eyelash and like flick it off. I'm like, what the hell? I was always curious when you guys are coming off looking so hot. And I'm like, I need to know like what setting powder they're using because nothing's yeah. moving. <laughs> what do you guys think is one of the biggest misconceptions about pro wrestling? You know, I feel like everyone's always like, it's fake, it's fake, and it's hokey. And And what is fake about it and what is real about it? The fake part, what people, they need to say is like, it's storylines. Like, we're Mm. characters. We go in there and it's like the Bella Twins are bad girls. And our characters need to put over that baby face, the good guy, and make the crowd feel bad for them, love them, why they hate us. So that's all fake. That's all storylines. But the movement's real. And I think, you know, someone like Nikki who broke her neck or my husband who's had multiple surgeries and was forced to retire for three years it kind of like cringes you a little bit inside when people are like wrestling space yeah because you're like no it's it's and, real it's just it's storyline driven and i feel like the perception of who we are as people because like when brie and i first started with the reality show we no stylists would style us because they'd be like they're professional wrestlers like ew oh. and I remember that happened to us for such a long time because were you people, guys just like buying and returning then or you were just spending just bookies? buying yeah just buying and it was like our closets were getting so filled up like we had never seen before I was like <laughs> oh I'm just gonna shop on Lulu's like this is crazy it almost felt like people thought we were monsters or we were just like classless girls coming in mm-hmm. and. I mean, I even remember 
I used to wear a lot of Hervé Leger on the show. We've all worn a lot of Hervé Leger, right? girl. <laughs> and I remember someone reached out about working with me, and they're like, oh, we don't work with professional wrestlers. And I remember feeling so sad about it. Like, oh my gosh, I love their dresses. Yeah, the bandage dresses. They made us look so hot. Yeah. So right. hot. So I remember that, like, had bummed me out. And that was years ago. But now people are dressing you guys, and you have stylists, and you've yeah. come past it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the mi- biggest misconception has to be the storyline. So that's interesting to know. Because I am, sometimes I watch it too and I'm like, okay, so it is thought out, but it doesn't look fake because you have to learn how to flip. You have to learn how to like pull the hair without actually like hurting. I mean, I'm sure you guys have broken stuff and gotten oh, hurt. Yeah. Do you guys have hair extensions? I do. I do. I don't. Oh, is it tape? Is it the little beads? What is it? Is um, it clips? The You know, the Great Lakes? The bonding, they do the it's melted the bonding. bonding. Yeah. Yes, okay. I am like a clip-in girl, so I know that the clips would fly out. Okay, but there, that's happened to some girls on live oh TV. Gosh. Oh, really? And it's embarrassing. It's that's so embarrassing. Funny. You'll be seeing the ref, like, kicking out hair extensions. Oh, like, God. what the hell? Oh, <laughs> but can I just say, no one pulls my hair harder than my baby right now. My, oh my four-month-old yanks my hair harder than any girl in the WWE <laughs> ever has. I don't understand <laughs> the strength of children. I mean, it really is out of control. I can't wait to talk about both your boys because mm. I my boy is now just about to be 11 months and it's mm. the best, the best. But the I think best. that something's really interesting because you guys have been a part of the WWE generation that is finally allowing women to be at the forefront in a bigger way. Like, it's a huge cultural shift that's happening. And fans are demanding it in a big way also, which is great. And before, the women were competing for the diva title. Nowadays, the ladies are referred to as superstars, same as the men, and compete for the women's title. My question is, what has it been like to be a part of this evolution and being at the forefront of it? You know, it's it's crazy because because Nicole and I got to experience the beginning part of where women weren't equal to the men. We mm-hmm. didn't get the storylines they were getting. We didn't get the time on TV. And the fact that we were at the front of the forefront, just working our butts off with all these other women to make sure like we do get equality. So to see it now, it's it's almost the feeling I feel like women got when they were able to vote or mm. when all of a sudden they, they got equal rights to men. It's a surreal feeling, but it feels really good inside to know you were part of that path that led to what the women are doing now. And when I see it now, I'm always like, why am I retired? I know, right? <laughs> Everything we worked hard for now, yeah. like you see what they're getting, but it's, but it makes you proud. It, it makes does. you really proud for what the women are benefiting now. With. Yeah. It makes you feel really empowered, even though it's like your blood, sweat and tears when you, you look back and it's like that road was so hard and still can mm-hmm. be, but it is crazy how empowering it makes you feel at the same time because what it just shows you and confirms is that when you put your mind to something, you can do whatever you want. You could break whatever barrier it is. You can create equality. You can create change. Mm -hmm. And that's like, I get chills as I say it because that's what I I remember that road and being that 23-year-old girl like, wow, a lot needs to change here. And now being 37 and just feeling so empowered of that road and breaking all those barriers. And you guys talk about how it wasn't easy. Like you went through a lot of hazing. You had a lot of like the culture in the backstage was was tough. Is it still like that? Is there still hazing going on? Did you guys shift the culture backstage? What What is it like now at the WWE? You know, I feel like now it's so different. So different. when we, mm-hmm. you know, it always blew me away when we started 
it, it almost made me look at the problem here at WWE is women don't want to support women. Women want to pull each other down. They don't want to help each other. Where I was looking at the men, and even though the men would deal with some hazing, men were still helping each other. Mm. Like, they wanted to put on a great match. Where you would go out there with some women, and they literally would purposely want to make you look bad and make the match shit just because they didn't like you. And I was like, so here's the issue. It's like when women can actually connect and help each other, mm-hmm. then you make history. It was really hard at first because Nicole and I had so much hate for no reason. And I think what Nicole and I did is when we became veterans, instead of being mean to the girls coming in, we wanted to help them. Mm. We wanted them to feel at home. We wanted them to feel safe. and, and The locker have, room to feel like yeah, a safe place. Yeah, we didn't want, the night we debuted, we didn't even get, we're able, we're allowed to get dressed in the women's locker room. We just weren't accepted. Yeah. So we changed in a bathroom. And then they said we couldn't wear the wrestling clothes that we had made, which we had barely any money at the time. They're like, you can't wear that on TV. You know, girls were Because of the colors. It was interesting. I read that in the book. I thought that that was really compelling. Yeah. And so just like cutting swimsuits and sewing them to workout pants to make your big debut on (laughs) TV. It was it was really hard on us. But at the same time, Nicole and I were athletes. So. We understood. Well, we respect. thought in our head, like, okay, earn the respect. Like, we're going to earn it. We always told each other, we will never put anyone else through that. And I think what was nice for the girls coming up when we were the leaders is they didn't have to go through that. We didn't want them to. You put a hand out. Can you guys mm-hmm. name some of those people for, like, the really big fans of WWE? Like, who to look out for the next women? I've always called it about Sasha Banks since the day she debuted. And even right before she debuted, like, she's just, to me, has it all of what you look at as a WWE superstar. She's an incredible wrestler. Um, she's an entertaining superstar. It's like the minute she hits that ramp and comes to the curtains, like, you're just locked in on her. You're just like, whoa. Bianca Blair. That's, like Bianca Blair is really fun to watch. She's beautiful. She's fun to watch. And she is the most athletic human being I've ever seen in my life. What she can do. She's another one. She's a showstopper. You just stop and you're like, oh, wow. Same with Rhea Ripley. I'm actually bummed she's not on the main roster yet because she constantly puts out great matches. Her look's incredible. Her presence going to the ring. And she's still at NXT, which is great for NXT. But I'm like, she should have been on the main roster years ago, mm. especially her storyline with yeah. Charlotte. I was like, that's someone who should be headlining Monday Night Raw. And I feel like Alexa Bliss has so much range. And still, like, Liv Morgan, too. Liv Morgan still needs a big... Look at it. We have such a long list. I know. <laughs> I <laughs> love this. I, I, was, yeah. I, mean, I was a little hesitant to ask who's coming up, but you guys are the real deal. Like, you're excited about the next generation. You're not feeling oh, yes. inferior to them. You're feeling like, oh, no, no we want some more badass women. Well, yeah, I think it's fans watching at home now and, you know, the potential of so many people backstage and you're like, oh, if they do just this with that. Yeah, we'll like talk about stories. We're like, okay, so this is the stories that they should be doing (laughs) or they should be in and these segments should be longer and this is how it should go. Have you guys thought about writing for your next favorite girl? I mean, I would love, there's times that, because Bree's husband is a part of the creative team and works a lot with Vince McMahon on creative stuff. And I've always thought in the back of my head, like, I would really like to do that for the women because I've lived it as as a WWE superstar, but I also am a fan. So it's like, I feel like I know what the people want. And then I know how to get the best out of each woman because I know them. So it would be a lot of fun to be on creative. And what's cool is my husband works with very well-trained writers who have come from TV shows and done great, but with their writing skills with my husband's wrestling ability and his experience, Mm -hmm. they really come up with great stuff because they'll come up with a good idea. My husband will be like, 
you know, as a baby face, that's really hard to make happen. You need the heel to be a little more like this or that. Ooh, as and with the his baby face, tweaks, we've got terms here. Right, yeah, we do. Oh, the wrestling lingo. It just ain't easy to be Batman. You know? <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. You, you got it. That's what I would always say. They would want you as the good guy. And I'm like, look, Batman was a born as super. Yeah. Well, Batman had Joker to be really over, and then he had Robin to elevate him. And then we go to Superman, just, uh, you know, I always would compare to like top superheroes, like, hey, they just didn't get over like that. Like, yeah. they had help. So we're going to get back into the interview in just a second. But first, I want to send a great big thank you to Revlon and my makeup artist, Katie Jane, for making my Christmas wishes come true with today's look. Today, we are doing a seasonal look. And what better way to get into the holiday spirit than to have a nice, toasty cup of hot chocolate? So what I mean is we use the super lustrous new matte hot chocolate lipstick on my lips. And then moving on up to the eyes, Katie Jane took some of the Wild About Violet Blush and put just a touch all over my eyelids for a pop of pink. And then we added a little holiday spice to the eye with a little gilded glimmer skin light bronzer. So whatever you've got planned for 2021, you can count on Revlon. However you mix and match, it's always so fierce and so bold. Live boldly with Revlon. WWE Hall of Fame. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. Okay, so I know you guys were supposed to be inducted this year, and due to COVID, it didn't happen. But so you're getting induced next year. Um, induced. You're getting inducted next year. I'm like, I hope I don't get induced again. <laughs> I've got yeah, mommy brains still. Yeah. <laughs> right? Have you guys thought about who you want to induct you? Ooh. You know, it's crazy because... That's a good I have been going back and forth with this because we we're like, do we do it with someone who like we started in the business with? Do we do one a of our female? coaches? Yeah. Do we do one of our coaches? Do we do my husband because he's been around so long with us and he saw all the different stages right. with my sister and I. Yeah. And he saw the parts that we wouldn't show people like where we break down and all those. He saw all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So her and I, it's crazy. We have probably four names I feel like we just keep going back and forth with but we feel like one day we're just gonna it's gonna hit us we're gonna yeah like, that's who it and I'm hoping be. like that Wrestlemania will happen this year like 2021 yeah. and that hopefully the class of 2020 they'll just make it the class to be presented for at 2021 Wrestlemania because it would just be amazing to have that moment um with everyone I agree I'm excited to see who you guys pick or chooses you, however that magically happens. Yeah. But I know you said you're retired, but do you see yourselves going back into the ring anytime soon? So oh, hell yeah. We definitely oh, hell see yeah. ourselves going yeah. back. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> I dream about it often. <laughs> we definitely see ourselves getting back in the ring. I don't see anytime soon. I feel like a couple years. And the only reason why I say is, last time when I, I went back, when um, I was seven months postpartum, and I thought, seven months, no big deal. And it was really hard on me and my body. And then I went, gosh, Birdie was one. I think when I went back for the big, was it? With or one and a half. With the Rhonda story, with, Evolution. With the Rhonda story. And I wasn't, because I had a baby and all the businesses we were doing, I didn't have time to really fully concentrate on my comeback and train. Mm. And it was kind of number three on my list because Birdie was number one. I already was so in deep with my companies. I couldn't just let those go. And then it was like, okay, now I have and time. And we were to, filming a reality show. We were filming a reality show. And then I'm like, okay, I have two hours to go train. 
And I really, I failed myself and I was really bummed about that. And so I told myself my next comeback, which we said for sure, because we want to go for the tag titles. I need to give myself a couple years after having Buddy so I could just be able to put WWE, like our training at the top of the list. And we want our boys to be, I think as two-year-olds, them watching, I think they'll get it because Birdie got it at two. Like I think 2022 would be a good year. Yeah. And, you know, okay, I was going to say 2023. Like, are we looking like top of 2023? But I don't know what big events yeah. happen. So I think around those times. Yeah. You know, when I played Stephanie McMahon at SummerSlam, I love the fact that like when we came back after our match and we, we killed it. I loved our match to see her three little girls in Gorilla. And when Man. she came through their eye, they looked at her like. She was Santa Claus on Christmas That's Day. That's my mommy! Like, yeah. <laughs> they, they just, it really, like, it actually, Brian and I still talk about that moment to this day because it almost brought tears to our eyes to see her daughters just look up to her like she was Superwoman. They, they were just memorized by her. It was a really beautiful moment. And I would really like that, too, to have Birdie and Buddy and Mateo and Gorilla um, that's where the you know the waiting is when we come back and forth from the ring, and to have them just be there with those big eyes, just and looking at us like we're these magical creatures. I just I really want that. That would so maybe twenty twenty three. It's Jordan's number. I mean, I feel you. The the whole like postpartum body and getting back into shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a real thing. Yes, Isn't it? I, I'm Ugh. I'm almost eleven months postpartum, and I still feel like oh, I've got twenty five extra pounds on me. My body shape is different. Like everything is just different. And Uh because of the pandemic, also my whole shift is, is different. And my desire to go to the gym, everything is different. And I I do want to get into that because I think it's something that's important, but this is sitting right next to me. And I think it's a little bit more important (laughs) because we get into that. And first of all, everybody listening, it took me scouring all of New York City, all five boroughs, to find a copy of Incomparable, the book by the Bella Twins. You guys, it was an instant New York Times bestseller. It's sold out. Now you guys have a paperback version coming out in January. Right. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. Okay, so it's a memoir. Thank you. Both of your memoirs in one book. I really want to know, how did you guys come up with the idea to have a dual memoir? So it's crazy because um, when Nicole and I thought about writing a book and kind of when it was someone, you know, people came up to us and asked us to write it. They're like, do you guys want to write it together? And we're like, you know what? We started in the womb together. Our careers have been (laughs) together. So much of what we went through is together. But let's have different chapters or little different things because we went through the same stuff, but we had different perceptions of it. And we want to use those voices. But we thought, you know, being twins... um, you know, it would be good because we do everything together. We're a legit tag team. It would be good to write one together. Yeah. I really like the dynamic of how it goes. Brie, Nikki, Nikki, yeah. Brie, Brie, Nikki, mm-hmm. Nikki, Brie. Like, it's cool. The pictures, you guys look like your dad so much. I so mean, much. Right? I mean, like, identical. <laughs> Especially me. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, you are your daddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that the book is awesome. And anybody who's listening that hasn't picked up the book, please go pick it up. It's compelling. It's deep. You guys get into a lot of really interesting conversations that a lot of women are having right now. Yeah. So if you guys don't know anything about wrestling, it does not matter because you'll learn something and gain something from it. So thank you guys for opening up um, so much. Oh, you're Thank welcome. you. That means a lot. Also, another, re- another way we can get to know you guys is from your E! show, Total Bellas. You're in your sixth season. Yes. I believe it. Are you guys going to do a seventh season? 
I mean, if he wants it. Yeah. Hell yeah. We're like, <laughs> we're, we're down. It's crazy because we did nine with Total Divas. Or no, eight with Total Divas. Yeah. Okay. Six with Bellas. Well, we're on six. And we're like, yeah, let's do seven. Just keep We've going. Been there. Let's pretty just much keep... almost eight years straight. It's kind of be kind straight. of exhausting to always have cameras there, right? Oh, it yeah, is. for sure. It's you a- have your moments where you just... <laughs> It's almost like you become hangry. You're just like, I need my space. Yeah. yeah. But you become such family with the production team. So it's like they even know when we start to get that point and they give us our space, like they can read us now so easily. But I, I mean, overall, I actually do enjoy it. I think what I love is I like <clears throat> having my new, now fiance film, Artem. I just love putting him in really uncomfortable <laughs> Like situations or mimicking him, his his accent. I love it when you do that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's it's, really funny is Carlito, who was a WWE superstar back in the day. He would tell Nicole and I, "I love fresh blood when they come to WWE. They give you that instant like um, energy, energy." And now with Total Bell is having Artem join the cast. I know what he means about fresh blood. It's like. <laughs> Things can feel a little stale well, when you get fresh blood in it. Yeah. Like, it gives you energy because you see all of a sudden well, Artem experience it all for the first time and it makes you laugh a lot. Well, these two are like Laverne and Shirley. I feel like they're always ganging up on me. But they but very well deserve. <laughs> Whatever. I'm but I love life. Yeah. I like <laughs> just shocking him because he when the cameras are gone, he'll literally be like, I can't believe like you brought that up. You said those things. You did that. You put me in that situation. Oh when I was swimming naked and he came home from bike riding, he could not believe he couldn't get over the fact that I was butt naked swimming with cameras. around. <laughs> he goes, I get it. You do it every day. But like, I can't believe you did it with them here. Like he he was so mind blown. <laughs> and when I got out of the pool naked, he was like, like, they should have showed that. He was just like, I can't believe what she's doing. Our husbands are very private and we're so not. And they're constantly just blown away by us. Like, I didn't think I could shock my husband still. I still do. Oh, <laughs> I love that when you get pulled aside and you feel like you're in trouble. But then at the end of it, yeah. you're like, I'm not in trouble because this is just my life and I'm living it. Yeah, I have oh, those experiences okay. all the time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the thing that I still like is tripping me up is that you guys basically got pregnant around the same time. Yeah. On purpose yes. or not? Quick answer. No. Okay. Not on purpose. Excellent. And then your due dates were just a week or two apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then boom, 20, 20 hours in between? 22. 22 hours. And there's both the boys. I just, but what? Yeah. You guys- Mine was a surprise. I didn't know what sex I was having. You didn't? Oh. So I had a surprise until delivery. Okay. Okay. All right. Because I'm still tripped up on the fact that like there's this crazy magic twin thing happening between the two of you. Weird. You would even just give birth within 22 hours of one another. Yeah, it totally. And I was early to get pregnant. So my water broke early. Was it hard for you guys to get pregnant, by the way? Did you guys have to do IVF or anything? No. So I didn't think I could get pregnant. I would need like I was told, was it a month before that, that I had no estrogen in my body. So I was going to do the egg freezing process. And I was told that you you'll have to have help the day you decide to get pregnant. So twice I didn't I wasn't protected. I was like, screw it. Like right. I had a little not... too much wine. Yeah, it was around wine. Halloween. That's how actually, we all got pregnant. Guess, but... <laughs> yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and 
So she also was set on baby number one and they had saw because they were, how long did you try for baby number Brian two? Brian and I tried for baby number two for eight months and I just felt like it wasn't in the cards for me. So I'm like, you know what, Brian, like we're so busy in our careers. I think we're just meant to have one kid so that we just, yeah. we mm-hmm. just decided one kid. So then Brie finds out she's pregnant and I'm feeling crazy symptoms, but I'm thinking like twin thing, whatever. Like there's no way I could be. So she tells me she's pregnant. And then for two days, I'm feeling so like pregnancy symptoms. And sympathy, remember, like, did you think it was like sympathy sickness or something? Totally. Yeah. 100%. For so sure. I remember being in yoga and being like, I should just take a test. Like, I keep feeling this. I keep like on my mind, I keep like thinking to take a test. So I'm like, just do it. You know, it's negative. When that was positive, I remember being in the bathroom going, oh, fuck. I remember thinking too, do I go to brief or to Artem? Like, this is there's no way this has to be wrong and so I went to Arden first because I was like if this is right I'll never live that down and right. then I went to Brie and then I didn't tell anyone else because I was like I need to take another test in another week to make sure she was so mad at her she's like what the heck and I'm like I just got engaged you think I want to be pregnant right now like I well and she with her engagement which we showed wait why the were you mad show, why were you mad, Brie? Yeah, Brie, why are you mad? Because my sister didn't really want to be engaged. Like, and we showed her on the reality show. She was going back and forth. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. This is, yeah. This is the thing with sisters. Um, a sister always comes to you to vent mm-hmm. and do all these mm-hmm. things. For me too, a mom, I know how you prevent pregnancy. <laughs> and so I was like, you you have all those, but then I don't understand why you allow, you know. Him to um, come inside of you without a condom. Exactly. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... So as well, when you know you have no estrogen and there was no chance. I just didn't think the moment was for a high five. It was like, five. yeah. <laughs> I didn't, you know, it didn't seem like a high five type of moment. It seemed like a scolding moment. Well, like, then it happened. And I can't, I still can't believe you guys had, uh, how was your birth experiences, by the way? So um, ours, so we were a week and a half apart. Brie was due before me. Brie really wanted to try for a vaginal birth. She was dilated out of what? I was dilated out of four for three weeks. I had the whole bloody yeah. show happen. I lost my mucus plug, everything. And your first one, did Birdie come out smooth or was she a, no, a C-section? It was awful. Emergency C-section. Ugh. So that was a 22-hour process. I mean, my kids just have massive heads. They're yeah. breaking babies and I can push Birdie. So I was crowning, pushed three hours. Emergency ah, C-section. So ah, The ring yeah. of fire is so real. That's yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Brie, we go to our final doctor's appointment because of COVID. The guys couldn't well, come. Well, my final doctor's appointment, not oh, yours. Oh, you're right. It was Brie's final doctor's appointment, and we do everything together because in it was, like that was the blessing. <laughs> yeah, they weren't allowed, they and weren't then allowed. the doctors were like, since you guys are quarantining together, like you guys mm-hmm. can come together. Mm-hmm. So it was her last one, my second to last. When I get on the table, my water breaks. And Brie literally looks at me and gets so mad. Well, I, so because mad she was very, still because well, she she's four four centimeters dilated. Her mucus plug is out. She's how what you're about. You were on your week to your due date. I was on my last doctor's appointment, so I needed to. When her water broke, I had two <laughs> two more days left. Well, I wasn't allowed to get induced because of the C-section four before, so I had to go into natural labor to have a V-back. And if yes. I didn't. I'd have to walk into a C-section. Oh my so, god! So that's why you know that's why I was mad. It's it's so scary, isn't it? It's very scary. Oh, well, with this well. one with Buddy, I was wide awake, so alert, had a good night's sleep, and I walked right into it. And it was so you were in there hard. fifteen minutes, right? Well, no, it's a forty-five minute process. Oh, that's right. 
but right. the whole like just to be that alert because with birdie i was so out of it after 22 hours you're exhausted, I was exhausted. Yeah. i didn't really remember it and you can't eat anything no I, I, yeah i couldn't eat anything starting i can't remember midnight or something but when i walked in it was hearing all the tools very loud and because i visually know i'm a visual person so i know my stomach's wide open i know what's coming out so i actually had severe anxiety going in i just kept telling my husband please talk to me like hold my hand please talk to me it was hard but then you know the one thing that was great is i didn't know if i was having a boy or a girl it's a special surprise yeah mm -hmm. so even though it was like I had a lot of anxiety and hearing it all. I couldn't wait to know, am I having a boy or a girl? Because I kept going back and forth. We both did. We both. Every time we'd go to our appointments, her and I would walk out. I know. I saw like, you guys doing like the stringing. Like, is, <laughs> yeah. it, is it sitting high? Is it sitting low? At the end of the day, you don't really know. Did you think you were having a boy at the end of the day? I did just because my baby was growing like through my belly button right it was so low and i'm like oh, he's well this baby's growing so low every time we did do the wives tales is that what they're called it was always a boy it was always a boy yep. yeah there's some truth so to it kind of like there yeah. is i agree it's interesting and i'm yeah. so happy because and they are like twin brothers like oh, they're crazy. so in sync it's wait and nuts. nikki you get you had vaginal birth right oh, so yes. i had vaginal so i labored for like 22 hours <gasps> and then i pushed for two. Oh, and i was getting mm. down to the last two rounds of pushing to where they go you know how your heart rates usually drop yours yeah. and the babies yeah well mateo and i sped up so they're like you have two rounds left of pushing and then you need a c-section and i was like oh hell no so I legit grabbed those handlebars in that bed and I looked at Artem, I go, put on the lumineers. And he was like, okay, I don't know what it is with the lumineers. And I, yeah. <laughs> I pushed, like, I, I mean, I'm surprised intestines didn't come out and like, whatever. They probably did. They just stuffed them back. Yeah. Exactly. My doctor literally said, she was, I've never seen a look in someone's eyes. Like I almost ripped those handlebars off. Cause I remember thinking I had like, I didn't come this far to get cut open. That's, yep. that's not in my cards today. And so he came out and then I remember when they put him on my chest, I looked down and I'm like, holy shit, Artem, like. It's a mini Artem. Like, <laughs> it was like so crazy, but like, oh man, I was just so happy there's, and in love. Yeah, there's no feeling like when the baby gets on your chest, whether you have a C-section or a vaginal birth. It's just that yeah. feeling of it's nice to meet you finally. Yeah. Yes. Oh. And you have, oh God, I told I Nicole, that. like when you first meet him, how you just look at every feature and you're looking at features. Yes. Like you're looking at everything and you're just like, oh my God. Oh, I couldn't stop. They literally kept trying to take <laughs> him to weigh him. And I was like, just a little bit longer. Okay. And they're like sitting there and then um, they're like, okay, now we really need to take him. I'm like, just hold on, hold on, just a little longer. And I was like, you just need to give him so they can clean him up and weigh him. I did it. I like would not let him go. Aww. I was just so in love. I didn't realize yeah. that the first pee after vaginal birth would hurt that bad. I just, nobody told me that. <gasps> nobody told me it's like that. they shove glass up there oh. and like they're telling you to push it out. <sighs> Nobody. There was a lot. There's a lot. And they actually Brie you. put you through a, like a big old mommy baby boot camp yeah. kind of. Oh, yeah, she did. Do you feel like you learned everything you needed to or like are you still learning things that you were like, oh, no, she still didn't tell me about that one? Yeah. The one that I wish she would have really pushed on me was breastfeeding. I did. I was telling you about it. Because it was who, Did you guys breastfeed? What did you guys do? Yeah, yeah. we both still are. are yeah, yeah, same. I'm leaking yeah. as we speak. <laughs> yeah, I, I pumped like I pumped right, right before. Because <laughs> I still, for some reason, don't wear a bra. Like, everyone gives me shit. I'm like, oh, I probably should wear a bra. 
Well, if I had my tits done, I would never wear yeah, a bra. In right? fact, that's like the whole thing. I want three kids, but my husband's like, no, no, only two. And I said, okay, well, then I get to have my tits done after. Oh, yeah, it's the best. And I can't because wait to not wear a bra. Because it's a built-in bra. Exactly. It's a built-in Thank bra. you. So, yeah. Okay, so you are I love breastfeeding. It. So, yeah, we both are breastfeeding. And my goal is I'm, I, I want to do it for, I'm hoping, a year mm-hmm. that he'll accept my milk just because <laughs> I remember thinking before I used to go to Brie like ew I don't know it weirds me out and now it's like such a beautiful there time was a lot of stuff she would say I'm like wait till you become a mom like, and now I'm like it. such a mom and I'm strict and it's like <laughs> she I, is anal she's an anal mom I am an anal mom like just with sleeping time like I was gonna say did you guys sleep train so I don't really you she sleeps trains I well I did and then we moved to Napa and it's just been just everything changed. So now we're going through that four month sleep regression. Oh, so I'm gonna I start training that. up again. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Birdie, I did, and Birdie's an incredible sleeper. Is Birdie in her own bed? Yeah. Okay. Even though like last night she slept with me because my husband's at SmackDown. Okay. So when he's on the road, I bring her in the yeah. bed with Snuggles. me. Snuggles. I love that. So last night, no, the night before she goes to me, I was breastfeeding Buddy. It was like almost 5 a.m. And she she was like on me like this. And she goes, oh, mama, the reindeer on the roof. Santa's here. And I was like, I don't think he comes so close to Christmas. She's like, no, listen, Santa's here. Aww. But it was so cute. And just like you breastfeeding Buddy. That. I didn't know. I thought I did. That's cute. Breastfeeding Buddy and then her big eyes just like <laughs> we're in the dark. But in her saying that, it just <laughs> melted my heart. I'm like, if I could freeze time, Aww. it would be this. I That's know. I have cute. to get better about journaling because I know I'm going to forget stuff. I know. I journal. And now what I've been doing is documenting on my cell phone. Yeah. Because I'm going to create a CD thing of all his like first or like, oh, look at what you just did. And I'm talking into it. So he knows. Cute. So I love that. I'm such a like. You're getting real crafty. Like you're very DIY. Wow. I mean, so DIY. Art and poor thing. I'm like, we save that. Save that. I need that for the scrapbook. (laughs) (laughs) I've always recorded Birdie's voices. So since she's been a baby, because I was at a restaurant one time and this waiter told me to do it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So on voice note, I have it since she was saying goo goo gaga. And then I just recorded her voice the other day because she doesn't say Christmas. She says Christmas. So she's always like Christmas trees. And, and I'm like, so the other day I was recording her talking about Christmas trees and Christmas. And I'm like, this is so cute. I love that. Hey guys, it's Ashley taking just a little pause here from the show for a very good cause. Flamingo. Okay, so look, I'm not usually that big on New Year's resolutions. And you know, you don't have to wait until the start of a new year to start some new healthy habits. If you know you're not going to stick to your New Year's resolutions, that's a serious recipe for disappointment. But there is one New Year's resolution that I am making for 2021, and I plan on sticking to it. I am gonna make sure that I give my skin the support that it needs with Flamingo. And I'm talking healthy, hydrated skin, thanks to this three levels of hydration. It's courtesy of the amazing Body Moisture Trio. Their products use dermatologist-tested formulas and plant-based ingredients to hydrate the skin for up to 24 hours and exfoliate to improve the appearance of your skin over time. 
So everybody, why don't you join me and pledge to treat your skin right in 2021 and beyond. It's just $25 for the whole body moisture trio with free shipping, so order today. Press pause and go to shopflamingo.com right now. I'll wait, I promise, I'll wait. I'll be here when you get back. These products are all cruelty-free, quality guaranteed, so trust me, you cannot go wrong. So Brie, you talked about how you had a little bit of postpartum depression. And mm -hmm. Nikki, you've talked a lot about having postpartum depression yeah. too. I really commend you guys for both being so open on your show and your podcast, your book. I know that it's helping people. It just is. Yeah. How could it not? But how are you guys right now? And how are you helping each other? How are you helping yourselves? So I know like for me, I'm doing a lot better. I have a life coach. So I'm like awesome. so dedicated, yeah, to talking to someone once a week. And then Artem and I have started couples life coaching as well. And that has been so incredible for us. Because, no, okay, see, I got me, a question. Because like yeah. life coach therapy, what's the difference? Because I do therapy. Justin and I have like marriage therapy. Yeah. We just do it. But we're talking about goals, problems, all that stuff. Is that what you guys are doing in, with your so life So that's coach? what I feel like life coach, that's kind of is like they coach you through life, but they give you homework and it's not right. just So it's basically therapy except for not. It is. Okay. Okay. 100%. They're probably just so charging we, you more in, for saying life yeah, coach instead of therapist. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> well, and I feel like I've been with some therapists where they just sit there and they go, yeah. I need active therapy. I need That's someone to pull are. it out of me. I need someone to force me to talk to yes. Artem and Artem to talk to me. And I, I do need homework. Yeah. And to tell I me mean, I'm wrong. Yes. Yeah. Not to always make me feel like and, But I'm not right. tell me I'm I'm wrong, but give me like a reason of maybe right. where's this coming from and the place and and even with postpartum depression, because I've always have had a strong fight mentally. Mm -hmm. And this was the first time that mentally I was trying to have a fight and I was losing. And I'm like, what is happening inside? Like, how am I trying to fight these feelings? And I can't. It was really hard on me. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be hard with Total Bellas because I still was filming. And I recently watched the two episodes. And I go, Brie, I'm going to be hated. Because what if people don't understand postpartum depression? Like, you completely see me just falling apart as, like, a human being and as a mom. And But I, I want to put it out there because it's a real thing. And I like to show how people around you adapt to that and how you can help yourself. Because Which is a great thing. What I've realized is, is us moms, we don't talk about that enough. Because I think we feel like everyone then automatically thinks we hate our baby if we say we have postpartum depression, which that's not it at all. It's totally the battle within yourself, within your partner, significant other, with, and it's especially I think for career women, we go from like these major careers and then we're here and then I'm looking in the mirror. And then I think us in the spotlight, we have so much pressure on us to get back to where we were in a short amount of time. The snap like, back, not, it's bullshit. It's, it's such bullshit. bullshit. And then it messes with you because they're like, but how is she not like... Literally, someone the other day was like, gosh, she's still big. And I was like, excuse me? I told Brie, I'm like. She was going to call that person out. And I'm like, just ignore and it. I, it's, it's not like, even worth it's, it. Yeah. It's not worth it. I said you had 500 other comments that said you look beautiful. And so my life coach is really helping me with. She makes me like grab parts of my body I don't like. And that I say like, thank you for creating Mateo and making him healthy and appreciating and loving my body. And it is weird how it slowly, you start to love it. Like I was in my crop yesterday in low pants and Bree's like, dang girl. And I'm like, yeah, I love it. I said I you're the care. only person in Napa Valley. All of us are wearing our jackets. 
jackets walking out here with the crop top. But this slut out here, she's got to let everybody yeah, know like, how hot she is. I'm like, I that's right. I'm like, I'm feeling good. Joe. I'm like, aren't you? You're cold, obviously. <laughs> Get a jacket. <laughs> Well, that's, that's good. Right. I think that it's important to talk about it. I mean, it was interesting because when I was working with my midwife, she was saying that you can tell the women who are more susceptible to getting postpartum depression before they give birth because giving birth is a mental game. But if you're holding on to any kind of trauma that's happened to you as a child, even your own birth experience, like you coming out of your mother, any of those traumas can really stay in you and build up. And then they release after you have your baby. Oh, wow. So it, it was really interesting for me to understand that. But what she did with Justin and I was she asked us really intimate questions as she was kind of touching us. And she was like, do you remember coming out of your mother's canal? Nobody remembers that. But if you have no. trauma, she ignites it. Oh, wow. It's very interesting. But you should check it out. It's called Havening. It's kind of remarkable if you decide to have another one, Nikki, or even breathe. Yeah. It's something like to, to think about before you, you know that you're susceptible to postpartum depression, but it's like, so how can I fix that beforehand? So I don't know. It was just something that I learned during it. Yeah. That's wow. Awesome. That's incredible. That's good to know because I, I believe in all of that. And I feel like especially being in a pandemic increases so much of that because yes. of loss and just so many things. Uncertainty. Yeah. Yes. Um, Something that's got me, you know, this is like the uncertainty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every day you wake up and you're like, is it going to be, is it better or is it worse? Or well, and I feel like there's so much time to this think. Or that? Yeah. It's tough. It's mentally been a tough game in 2020. How have you guys been handling the lockdowns? And I mean, I know California just went into a whole other lockdown. Like, what has it been like? At least you guys are next to each other, right? Yeah. We Mm -hmm. are. We're walking distance. Literally walking distance. We're so lucky. You know, Nicole and I, it's nice having her because we keep each other positive, Mm -hmm. keep each other calm, because it is easy to go down that black hole. Like, Mm -hmm. for me, I'm someone... You know, I I wasn't raised with this money. So for me, I always go back to thinking like I can go back to those times when we start to see people losing jobs and getting evicted out of homes. I get this anxiety feeling inside of sorrow. I feel so sad for them. So I think it weighs heavy on me. And then I think that could be me. Like you just start to you go in this crazy rabbit hole of stuff. Mm-hmm. And but we keep each other calm and positive because mm-hmm. good things can come out of pandemics too. Mm-hmm. I have slow mornings. I feel like I'm like almost like a European now. I'm like, you know, I started to realize that I was a workaholic. I needed to slow down. Just my priorities shifted. I know Nicole's did too. So actually a lot of good stuff has come out of this pandemic. Also the maternity leave that we could have never asked for. Honestly. I mean, that... Amen to that. I don't know how I'm ever going to leave my baby. Right? I feel like I'm going to have separation anxiety. I'm because like, we're always with them. Yeah. I feel bad for the next kid because I'm like, there's no way in hell you're getting this kind of time. Gosh, <laughs> it's so true. I, I was mean, thinking about that because anytime he wakes up in the night, like I'm there and I and I love it and I hold him. But I was actually thinking about that. I'm like, oh, if I do have another one, they're not going to probably be getting this like what he gets. Yeah. Well, Birdie started traveling with me at two months. Wow. At two months old, we were like jet setting. Yeah, she's the best. how she is with travel where I've been in a hotel room once with Buddy and he, I could tell, hated it. He didn't know. 
Like, where am I? Where am I? I don't see my fan on the wall. I don't see these things. Where my daughter is like obsessed with hotel rooms because she's used <laughs> so to cute. it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, where I think Buddy will not be a traveler. He will not wow. like she travel. calls she calls her house a hotel. Oh, yeah. Dodo, come into my hotel <laughs> because since she thinks where they moved in Phoenix, she still calls that home, and she thinks she's just in a hotel Kids on a vacation so right now. I they love really that. are. They really are. Yes are talking about like your brother JJ, your mom and dad, and just like the hard parts of being reality stars, being in the limelight. Do you guys have any advice for people out there that are kind of estranged from their from their families or like that aren't speaking to them, period? Like what would be your advice, especially during the holiday season? For myself, I'd have to say, and I know Nicole will add on to this, is that we're all different. Like, you don't pick your family. You're just with your family. So if it's different political views to different views on how you're handling a pandemic, whatever it is, you're allowed to have those opinions and views. And you have to respect each other. In our family, we do all have different views on stuff. So we created boundaries. And we know what we're all allowed to talk about. And what we're not allowed to talk about. And we all respect each other's views because at the end of the day, with the pandemic, you realize family's really important and we all love each other. And I think having boundaries, it's made us stronger relationships and it's made us not lose touch because we did at first. Like there was anger and and we were all mad at and it just, it was really ugly for a couple months. But then we realized like, whoa, this isn't worth it. Did like, you guys go through therapy other. as family? We did talk to a therapist. Or a life coach. Oh, this one was therapy. Okay, got it. No, okay. Is she, I think she might be known as life coach. Oh, really? I oh, think maybe. so. I love so, <laughs> she, I'm she giving you shit, us. Nikki. I know, I know. Oh, I love it. <laughs> she helped us with boundaries and understanding yeah. and kind of just respecting each other. It helped all of us. Yeah. And, you know, my advice for people, too, um, who don't talk to family members is I think one thing COVID has shown us and taught us is we don't know who will wake up tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to wake up tomorrow. Um, I think it's the first time in this generation of people that we, being in a pandemic, we're realizing loss can happen very quickly. And so I just, if you don't talk to a family member, just sit there and think, they were gone tomorrow. Would you have regrets about that? And if you feel regretful, then you need to call them and try and make it work. And it could be baby steps and like reset, create boundaries. But I think the worst thing is to lose someone and not have said that final goodbye or Mm -hmm. I love you and have to live with that for the rest of your Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Good advice. I mean, the holidays make it hard for family in general. Totally. But you guys also in your book, you talk about how growing up, both of your parents, they showed you how to fight more than how to love. And I thought that was really interesting. How are you guys working to to be better role models for your kids? You know, I think the biggest thing for me and my husband and I, we don't fight like he's so soft spoken, but oh, it's like if we have our issues, our kids don't need to see it. It can be when they're asleep or we have you and I like we take it outside and we sit and we talk and you know, I wish my parents never fought in front of me because I felt like it made me feel that's how I take care of situations. And my husband with me in the beginning was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't argue the way you argue and the way you and your siblings argue. That's not me. And I started to realize that 
I have a loose tongue. Like I will say stuff and hit below the belt. And so I really worked on that in the beginning of our relationship. And then now having kids, I'm like, I don't want them to ever have those habits and have to work on them. Yeah. So I'm very cautious in front of Birdie of how I handle any situation. Yeah. And just how Brian and I are. And she's, you know, she's been really blessed in the three and a half years of life. She's had to see a very loving home That's and amazing. a very quiet home. Yeah. I think I just remember the pain, like mm. the pain that it brought me and what I had, what I carried throughout my life into relationships and decisions I made and um, situations I put myself in. So when I look at Mateo, I always want him to have such a different childhood. And I think I start to feel that pain and I'm like, oh, you're going to have the world. I'm going to make life so perfect for you in my eyes of what that is. And I'm lucky because I'm with Artem is like Brian. They're just so soft-spoken and sweet. I love that they're <laughs> yeah. like secretly married behind you guys. Honestly. <laughs> that's the plus so about true. reality TV is we get to hear the bromance talks. I'm like, yes. <laughs> the so whole funny. sex talk, it's I was so like, good. wow. <laughs> okay, real quick. I want to play a game with you guys before we wrap up. I know you guys are competitive and I want to play a game oh, yeah. called The Bella's Favorite Things. It's kind of yeah. like Oprah's Favorite Things, but it's got... You, the Bella twist. Okay, so rapid fire. What is your favorite gift to receive? Ooh, diamonds. Massages. Oh, diamonds. Oh, wow. Different price ranges. Yeah. Yeah. Cheat <laughs> meal. Favorite cheat meal. Pizza. Oh, um, yeah, pizza. Okay. Yours is chicken fingers. Oh, Don't yeah. lie. Chicken fingers chicken and fries. Sauce. Favorite artist or song to get pumped up to for a workout? Ooh. Um, Britney Spears. Really? Yeah. Sometimes it's like toxic or one of those. I know I think of her music videos, I think, and yeah, yeah. it makes me like. I have to say, you're going to laugh because it's her. Lumineers, ho hey. Oh, <laughs> yes. I get worked up. So great. <laughs> Maybe I should have played that and I would have pushed Birdie out. Okay, I'm favorite serious. moment on reality TV? Um, when I married my husband. Oh, mine will be when the labor comes out. Actually, <gasps> when I gave birth to Birdie. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kids over husbands. Favorite moment in the WWE? Ooh, um, when I became the longest training Divas champion. Oh, well, I was gonna, yep. I was gonna Aww. say when we had our first tag match together on the at WrestleMania. Oh, sweet sister moment. Okay, favorite moment as a mom. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh, seeing my daughter become a big sister. That moment where her and Buddy met was magical. Oh, gosh, there's so many for me. I just think it's when I see how I've seen him, like you always see them react to you, but how he is with Artem now, mm. like knowing it's daddy and their interaction. I just, it, it makes me proud, a proud mom. This one's going to be hard. Favorite twin moment. Ooh, see, wow. see now I could talk about us in the ring, Brie. Mm. It would definitely be Brie and I's Hell in a Cell match mm. when we were in a storyline together. Cause it was the one of, I mean, we've had two matches, but our first and only pay-per-view match. Okay. Sister versus sister. And that was super badass. And I would say my favorite twin moment is the first season of Total Divas because everyone wanted it to fail backstage at WWE. Yeah. But, but it didn't. And, and it, it didn't. didn't. And, you know, we put <laughs> so much it. out there. And I think it was the first time the world actually saw what everyone saw behind closed doors of the Bella Twins. And it was yeah. really, that was mm -hmm. a proud moment for me. Favorite Bella Army moments, last rapid fire. Oh, wow. Evolution. The night before, the yeah, the night before um, we threw a pep rally and it was kumbaya moments, badass, like full representation. Like we wanted to keep those going. We have a dream of doing that, but nothing yeah. will ever top we had evolution a, pep rally. Yeah, Jacob, this 
one of our hardcore Jake, yeah. Jake one of our hardcore um, Bella Army members, the way he emceed the event and how everything, every little part of it, I was like, this is magic. We had cheerleaders. I love those events that you guys put on. I mean, like I was watching that, like that, like it was, it was reality TV. It was pure yeah. entertainment. It was awesome. Yeah, it was thank awesome. you. Okay, so last question. Brie, you, in the book, you have this really beautiful quote about your outlook, and you said that resilience and drive is everything, particularly when it's paired with positivity. It's a combination that just can't lose. So when you see the world for its bright spots, negativity is just not part of its definition. So I want to challenge you guys for this last little moment mm-hmm. that we're going to have together on Pretty Big Deal. What is something that, that is so positive about 2020? Besides our boys. Besides our boys. You know, for me, is that the world had to stand still. And I think none of us really knew what it felt like to stand still. There was times where we're like, okay, Sunday, no social media day. And we thought that was standing still, but it wasn't. It was being forced in lockdown, forced in this uncertainty to all of a sudden cling on to family, to friends, and be like, what's next? Mm -hmm. And that standstill, I think, really awoke a lot of souls and I woke up a lot of people up in the inside to be like, who am I? What do I want out of life? And to me, that's a really beautiful thing. I think at the end of 2020, a lot of people are going to go into 2021 knowing who they really are. Yeah. And I think that's a really positive thing for people. Yeah. For me, it definitely put life into perspective. It forced me to simplify, but realizing that my soul was craving simplifying and not to be as materialistic. I sat here in lockdown and I looked at my amazing purse and shoe collection and I was like, what does this mean? I <laughs> want, I can't even wear it. I have nowhere to go. But like the world needs us, mother nature needs us, people need us. What does this dressing room mean? And it's made me completely change so much. I mean, I'll still always be bougie Bella, but just not full on bougie Bella. <laughs> I love it. Boo Bella? Boo Bella. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming on PBD. I really appreciate it. It's nice to meet yeah, you guys. Can't wait us. to see you, you in too. person. Yes. Yeah. We'll have, have a wine. wine night. Yes. yes. Wine night. Come to Napa. I'm totally down. I'll be there. Yes. After the lockdown. After you guys get after through After the lockdown. Yeah. 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 Thank you to Bri and Nikki Bella for bringing a little bit of that twin magic to Pretty Big Deal. You guys can catch them every week on Total Bellas on E! Thursday and hear new episodes of their podcast every Wednesday. Wow, they have a lot going on. And if you want to learn more about the Bellas, you can pre-order their book, Incomparable, coming out in paperback on January 21st. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Pretty Big Deal Pod, and on Twitter at Pretty Big Pod. Don't forget to share your Pretty Big Deal moments with me on social media with the hashtag Pretty Big Deal. <laughs>